guys and gals, today I'll be talking about the movie The Exodus Part 2, The Heretic. <laughs> okay, anyway, this is one of all the movies I ever talked about, and there's, there's a movie, there, there was a few movies on one of the blacklists from my review blogs, this was actually one of them, and um, it's kind of weird because, you know, if anyone follows me, everyone knows, speaking for me, I'm, I love The Exodus. You know, I like one, I like three, I even like the two prequels. But two has to be one of the worst horror movies, or the worst movie in general of all time, the worst horror sequel, period, also. And um, as, as the years went by, you know, I, and actually, believe it or not, I finally got the access Anthology collection now, because I wanted to buy them one set, but I didn't buy the Blu-ray, I bought the regular DVD version, because, you know, it was cheaper and I was getting the same sound quality anyway from it. But that's just me. But um but most importantly, I finally saw this movie a second time around. Yes, the second time around. I watched it. This movie was still burning into my mind. You know, I just one watch of this movie was good enough for me to say, fuck this poofy. But you know what? After realizing it, I actually did enjoy the movie. I have developed a soft spot for this movie now in my heart now. Like and I'm not, that's funny I'm saying that because there was a scene in Exodus 2 when, little spoiler, when the evil Reagan version played with the heart of the priest when they did the advertising machine. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it wasn't bad as I thought it was, you know. And, you know, I mean, the acting was good to me. They had a good cast. The music was good. Of course, Ennio Manicone, they just spaghetti western music mostly. And, there a lot of soundtrack and Italian movies in Montana, excuse me, let me say that. And I'm sorry for saying the name wrong. But it had it had great visual too. But to me, I think, speaking for me, to me at, at that time, and a lot of people might want, want to agree with this, it was just the story of how they how they put it in there. How they wrote the story for the sequel, for, for, for the greatest horror movie of all time, speaking for me. You know, and then you come up with the sequel and you end up giving us this trash. That, and this was at my mentality at the time, by the way. Um, but it's pretty obvious Hollywood rushed to do this. They just wanted to capitalize on the first movie. It was pretty obvious. But but it, it did went all out. I mean, it had, like I say, it had a good cast, good visual, good soundtrack. It, it just, but just the story for this movie was horrible. Now, years later, you know, just, like I said, it's my second time watching it. And you know what? After thinking about it, it wasn't bad as I thought it was, you know. Um, the movie's about this priest who was kind of like trained by Father Merrin, the original priest from the first movie that exercised the de demon from Reagan, you know, before he died, you know, and um, and he, he set up by the church to investigate his death pretty much, like, how did he die, what really happened, and then he went to visit Reagan psychologist, and as the movie de develops, you know, to fast forward a little bit more, they, he interviews the machine with Reagan, or even with the psychologist, and he's just seen how Father Marin died, and he's just seen the history of Father Marin, how he, first, first time he fought Paul Zuzu, it was kind of, it was, which you see the prequel later on in, in the fourth installment, or whatever version you want to take, take it as, it's kind of different from, from the newer version of, of Father Marin, how he first met Paul Zuzu, but, you know, whoever knew he was going to do a prequel at that time, but besides that, uh, they show you him, Father Marin, when he was kind of like younger, going to Africa, and um, to try to exercise this boy from Pazuzu, 
how is the movie developed, we find out that the boy grew up, and then you get the priest that talked to Pazuzu when Regan was in the trance mode, and in a way you can just tell it's pretty obvious that Pazuzu is kind of like setting his own plan, you know, and then you, as the movie develops again, as the movie develops again, you found out that Pazuzu was of course sent by Satan to destroy goodness pretty much, like destroy these children that have like unique gifts, unique powers, that could do good in, they put good in the world, you know, and that's the reason why these kids were being possessed, especially Reagan, you know, and um, you find that Reagan has, has a gift too also, and if even when you see the beginning part of this movie, it kind of like leads up to like the, like the attention of the demon pretty much, which I just told you. But um, because of that little storyline, I was like, okay, it's kind of cool. I'm like, all right, I can see Satan says and has legions out. Like, you know, you gotta put a stop to this shit. You know, pretty much. This sounds that's what evil does, pretty much. But then, of course, you get your scenes with James Earl Jones, which is epic. You know, I kind of like the James Earl Jones scene now. I like him as an actor, but that when I was looking at it back then, I was young. I didn't like these scenes. I thought it was stupid, but then when you when I see it for the second time around, I'm like, okay, I kind of understand it, you know? And, you know, it's kind of weird when you say that, why would Pazuzu help this priest lead him to his enemy, you know, pretty much? You know, but then you find out that Pazuzu, like I say, Pazuzu is the demon, you know? He, he plays psychological mind games. He fucks with you. And, you know, he ended up being possessed with the, He has influenced the priest. He tried to take Megan to the original house, the apartment house way from the first movie when Megan was possessed by the demon at the time. And um, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much though with the ending. I just thought, even though the ending was stupid, but I thought it was kind of epic, you know, like in a way if you think about it, to right now, um, if you think about it, yeah, finally I would finally say that hey, it just took me down as an underrated horror sequel. I mean, I can understand the hate for it, but speaking for me, when I hit it at that time, I kind of grew out of it now, and I, you know what? I actually like the Exorcist Part Two now, so I can forgive, forgive, and forget. You know, and I can let the little storyline slide, you know. But it would be kind of cool, like, they kind of, like, what if Hollywood had changed the script for this? What if we had, like, Regan as a nun instead, you know, and she had a grown up fight the, fight the demon for herself, you know. Like, it's, it's hard, it's hard to explain my version of it, but you know what, I'm not in Hollywood. But all, all in all, it's just like I say, um, give it a chance to try to be a little open-minded and maybe... There's like certain little gaps in the movie or certain scenes or certain parts of the story you might enjoy or like, you know, that you can like let it slide. <laughs> anyway, peace guys. See you later.